Tatiana. his heart for good. Heart of sorrow, heart of sorrow. To chase a poor woman's soul through the centuries like he did, how uncouth. The sorrow was not yours, little Count. It was everybody's but yours. She denied them until the very end. What an incredible lady. Don't cry for them. They were living sad lives. It was not worth very much. Some only had pieces of souls left in them anyway. Now they will all find their way to rest. That was our goal, was it not? The mist is covering everything now, hebbing and swelling like the furious sea. I cannot see much from afar. It's probably looking for the Amber Temple, but it's gone. It's gone, you hear? I know. It's too early to celebrate victory. Come, let us welcome the newcomers. Bayou, Bayushki, Bayou, So we begin the story in the cursed land of Barovia. The skies have been more angry than usual. The already very absent sun is nowhere to be found. Light just extends. The thunder rumbles and the lightning strikes often and close to villages as well. You have heard of people that are attempting to get rid of the devil. Maybe they are actually succeeding. It feels like the whole valley is heaving, trying to catch its breath. In the village of Barovia, they see the castle, the immense tower, shake as well. Until some pieces start to actually separate from the structure and fall along the in Valaki, the lake Zarevish turns completely red. Eventually, the mist that surround your world start to pull down from the mountains towards the center of the valley. You know that you cannot touch it. It's dangerous. It really seems like it is the end of days. And let's go and start to introduce your character, you guys. And how they will be reacting to this kind of change in the valley that's happening right now. Shofar at the time is just sitting about in the Vistani caravan he's managed to catch up to. It's just the sound of his uh, tool scraping against the wood as he's carving out a tool that one of the Vistani asked to make them for their journey. And he looks up at the sky. He seems to exhale heavily, almost in relief. 
the tool and the piece of wood just kind of hang in his hand. The first thought that comes to his mind is, so someone's finally killed the bastard. The Vistanis have never been afraid of the mist, and so they don't seem alarmed that it's starting to pool inside the valley. But eventually the mists reach uh, the first caravan to the outskirt of the camp, and the mist is behaving almost like a sentient creature. It's extending fingers of fog, seeking, and eventually they do find one of the Vistani that's uh, loading one of the caravan. And usually nothing happens much. The Vistani are protected from the harms of the mist. But he suddenly starts to scream as if something was burning him. Everybody looks up in alarm. Shofra packs away the tool and just tosses away the wood he was working on to go and try and pull the Vistani free of the mist. When you get to him, you can barely see him, you can hear him, you know that he's close, because his screams are now coming to you strong. But you extend your arm in the mist, and the first thing that you notice is that it's extremely cold. You suppress a cry of alarm, you realize that if you don't remove your arm soon, it might freeze up. He is used to the cold because of the Barovian landscape, but this is a biting cold. Harmful. Malicious. He retracts his hand and he looks for some place to move to try and assist the Vistani because he feels he owes them a great debt for taking care of him while he's on the run. So he's looking about for a spot to move to try and get some of the Vistani to help. The, um... Other Vistana are also alarmed by the cries and and they experience the same thing as you when they touch the mist that were so benevolent not too long ago, seem to have turned on them. They start retreating, start running away from the mist. A few of them are not quick enough, they quickly are ensnared by the mist. You see one of your friend pulling away a child, grabbing them and pulling them up to their chest. You follow. The mist is definitely hunting. What is Zana doing right now? Uh, at this point, she will have been returning to the village of Barovia towards her home, which is on the like eastern outskirts, but she's coming from the west, probably near the river. And seeing the mist come just kind of like freeze up and watches this because she's not as informed on the mist, but knows that it's bad, but just doesn't know what is happening as it's reaching the village itself. You also start hearing cries of alarm and then pain. You see the mist behaving very strangely, entering in the houses through the windows and on going under the the front doors. You also see it circling around the church where you would go sometimes and see Father Petrovich. But it's not going in? It seems to be circling about, trying to figure out where it should enter. Briefly, she entertains the thought of trying to make it to the church, but seeing that it's like up on the hill and the rest of the village has already swarmed, she just <laughs> drops the... Uh, you know, a few logs of firewood she was carrying with her and 
<laughs> grabs the uh, little symbol of father light that the father had given her and just turns tail and books it back towards the woods, trying to go toward over the river, trying to get away as, from this thing as fast as possible. You start running, and as soon as you start running, you, it's almost as if the mist has noticed you. One of the tendrils just is going in your direction, just kind of following your zigzags towards the woods. Eventually, you arrive at the river at the crossing, and as you put your feet in the water to cross, you feel it abnormally cold, and it's almost as if ice is forming directly around your ankles. It's painful. It's so cold. And the wall of fog is closing in real fast. Lucian, what are you doing when, when all of this is happening? I imagine Lucian would be tracking um, things something. And it would be um, into the woods, south to Valiki. You're tracking this beast, and you know that the wolves of Barovia are clever. They are minions of Strahd, and they don't let themselves be caught easily. So you follow the trail, and yes, indeed, you do see mist hanging low, close to the soil, and eventually you hear a yell. It's the wolf that you've been hunting. It seems to be hurt. Something happened in the fog. You're not too sure exactly what, but not too long after, wolf is running towards you, away from the fog. I think he would <laughs> let out a string of curses <laughs> and then turn tail too. Turn tail too? Yeah. If, if the, the wolf, wolf is running towards, towards him and that's away from him, that's yes. bad. Probably the only time that you are behaving the same way as your quarry, you're going the same direction, being hunted, both of you. You notice that the mist is gaining speed and you can see the, your breath puffing in front of your face as your lungs start to burn. You see the wall of the town of Valaki. You start to see it in between the trees. The guards that are patrolling on the palisades, they're afraid of something. And as you finally breach the cover of the trees, and into the small clearing that surrounds Valaki, you notice that the, the mist is coming from everywhere, every side. It's closing in slowly onto the city. Asafina, what are you doing? Asafina is currently in her heavy finger quotes workshop that she kind of cajoled together in, basically made a lean-to in a back alley. And she's currently at work mixing and crafting and, you know, like occasional spark here and there as she's just fully invested in what she's working on. Your back alley would be like to be left alone by the guards. You'd probably be close to the palisades. And so eventually, even through your concentration, you can hear the rumbling of running feet on wood on the uh, ramparts of the village. And then you start hearing some screams and shouts. Confusion. Isafina mumbles to herself, Another fucking festival! Seriously! Oh, That's what she's thinking right now. She thinks it's just part of the shindig. To each of you, eventually, it is clear that there is no running away from this. 
it's coming from every side now. And as I said before, it is, it is seeking, it is hunting, and it is engulfing people left and right. There's a heavy rain that starts to fall and that is also freezing. It should be day, but it's night right now. And so all around your ankles, eventually you feel like cold fingers trying to dig deep into your bones. And eventually you start moving slower and slower as if there's a torpor that is enveloping you. The mist continues to rise. It is a never ending flood. And when it reaches your face where eventually the mist will enter your nose and your mouth, your ears, your eyes. And soon enough, you feel like you're choking. I will need a constitution saving throw from all of you. Okay. I do want to add the imagery of Azafina. While being submerged in this, she's working faster and faster and faster. Like She's just like trying to get shit done and then holds her breath like... <gasps> Should be a 15. I got a solid 11. Azafina, you're... Perhaps because you're still kind of bent down, your face is closer to the floor since you're trying to finish whatever you've been working on. You try to push through the numbing cold that seems to be spreading everywhere. Your heart just kind of starts beating really, really fast, trying to keep your blood warm, but it's too cold. You feel sleep, and you pass out. Did I finish? You did not finish. Damn it. Zana, similar to uh, Asafina, a few miles away, you continue running as long as you can. Eventually, you're just kind of being slowed down. The mist is, has not the consistency of mist. It seems to be slowing you down. It's sluggish. You too, you have a beating heart that's trying to keep the cold away from your insides, but it's, it keeps rising. You seek elevation where the mist hasn't reached yet, and you almost make it out before suddenly it's like there's a surge, a wave that goes over your head. And you too, you feel as if you're floating in the mist. There's nothing else, but it's all white. Shofra, same thing. Eventually you lose sight of the Vistani woman and her child running in front of you. You're completely involved. You move with decision and you make grand gesture to make your blood continue to flow. But the mist is unforgiving and eventually you succumb to the paralyzing cold. Lucian, the gates won't open you see the guards looking down at you with horror as the mist is slowly pulling around you. It's now at your waist. They're terrified. They won't help. You're kind of caught in between the rough wood of the palisades and the mist. Eventually, you decide to go somewhere else. Just that this clearly this door is not the answer. But as you decide to change course, you turn around and the mist just kind of enters your nose and your mouth. And you feel like you're choking. And it feels like water. Eventually it's all around and you can't see anything. You try to move and swim about in the mist, but it's just too cold. 
in your unconscious state, all of you, it's almost like the mist is also a deliverance. It's white, it's light, it's all around you, supporting you, making you flow. You hear through echoes, Shofra, you think you hear children laughing, but not children of the village of Valaki that you're used to hearing, or even the Vistani children. These are children, elven children, laughing. Uh, so a thought, another thought passes through his head and speaking out loud more to himself than anything. He exhales once more and he says, I guess I'm finally joining everybody else now. Dana, you hear somebody speak your name. It's one of the children that you used to protect. They're wondering where you are. They're calling. Zana, where are you? Zana. Did you reply? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> she knows they're dead. She was there for all of it. So it's just like, whatever she's hearing must be either she's finally gone completely insane or something's messing with her. Nushen, you hear your wife calling for you, calling you by the nickname that she would give you when when she showed affection. You also hear your daughter. Dad! Dad, come! I have something to show you. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I think Lucian would be torn between sadness, wrath. He knows that they are dead, but he so wish he could join them. I think he wouldn't go. You would go? No, you wouldn't. wouldn't. Asafina, it's a gruff voice that reached you. It says, You've been slacking on your form. Instinct kicks in, and she's like, Shut up, old man. And she like looks around. Mister, where are you? You, all of you turn around, trying to see where the sound is coming from. Whether it's just whiteness. I pull out my bat. Does my bat see anything? No. Echolocation. <laughs> no, there's emptiness. There's nothing around you. But you cannot tell up from down, left from right. This is the worst. <laughs> and eventually, you all feel as if you're drowning in the water. You don't feel like it. You are actually drowning in water. You're being pulled towards the bottom. You can tell it's the bottom. If you don't move, if you don't change the situation that you're in, you will drown. So it feels like we're in water? Oh, now it feels like slowly the, the, the feeling of weightlessness and, and cold just morphs into freezing water. We don't know what's up or down. Yeah, right now you know eventually you're, you're, you're being pulled down by the weight of your equipment. Okay, so we do feel uh, that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to drop something and be like, see which way it goes. And I feel like something's gripping me, right? Nope. It's just the weight of, of your equipment dragging you down. Just to get things started, I'm going to misty step up through the mist. I'm going to try and like pull the mist that like were clinging to me and <laughs> pop up uh, 30 feet up and then just make a break for it. Misty step. Does that have a what time enough component? Uh, the bonus verbal. action and verbal? Yes, verbal. You open your mouth and it's filled <laughs> water. with water instantly. Oh, it is actual you water. Are in water. Yeah. 
It's it's slowly that that weird feeling of weightlessness and being kind of in the mist transform in actual water, freezing water. Yeah, you you confirm that you are actually in water. Actually in water. Then <laughs> I'm <well> going, <laughs> going to swim up. Really, really fast, kicking and swearing with what little air I have left. Can you roll an athletics check for me? One athletics check, please. I'll take that. Fourteen. Check, okay. please. Fourteen is not bad. Mm. What's your uh, con mod? My con is plus three. You start kicking and push towards what must be the top. If there's a down, there's the top. And you're still blinded by some really strange light. It's dancing on the water, the surface, you think. So you're aiming for that. What about uh, everybody else? What are you guys doing? Well, feeling the consistency change as much as he does want to join his family again because he does know they're dead. He thought a debt to repay to the Vistani, so he starts to swim upward. Same thing? Athletics? Oh, <laughs> The cold. Yeah, the cloak. How are you changing the situation? I'm crying a little. <laughs> adding to the water. water. You're adding to the water. Yeah. <laughs> You're drowning faster. John, what uh, what is uh, Shofra doing to change this uh, this failure? As much as he doesn't want to discard something that they gifted him, he hesitantly removes the cloak and tosses it down to kind of remove some of that extra weight and drag. Your fingers are numb, but eventually you find the cords that are tying the cloak around your neck and you just pull with despair at the links and you loosen the cloak and eventually you feel it slip off of, slip off of you. That helps. You can make your way towards the top. Zana, same thing. You feel the water is, is pulling hard on you towards the bottom. Yeah, I'm just going to try and use every ounce of strength to swim up as hard as possible. May or may not be really weighed down. <laughs> Thank god this is in 3.5. <laughs> that one's like minus 10. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you are wearing heavy armor, are you not? Yep. Oh, that will be at disadvantage. Alright. Similarly, you feel what has served you so well in Barovia is actually threatening your life. How are you changing this failure into a success? Um, she's going to, like, detach the small chest that's, like, under her backpack that carried, like, a bunch of her non-essential equipment. It's going to, like, kind of detach it and then try and kick off of it for any extra momentum possible. What is in this chest? Uh, you want the full list? <laughs> <laughs> the chest itself is heavy, and then there's, like, a probably around 30 pounds worth of equipment in it. Alright. So you're leaving behind something of value. Excellent, yes. You feel the chest detach from your side and you use it to kick yourself up and that's enough. That's enough to bring you close to the surface. Lucian, you will drown. You will drown? drown. <laughs> if you don't, do you don't have a choice. choice. <laughs> okay, okay, well. No roll, you drown. <laughs> He didn't want to play with you, so... Uh, so I just invited you to be polite, and you <laughs> said yes, so... <laughs> damn it. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I think that Lucian would 
be accustomed to be going everywhere to retrieve like component and stuff for for him so he would have the reflex to just hold his breath and try to push up as fast as he can okay same thing athletics there you go 24 <laughs> like you said it's not your first time going into a lake Zarovich is very very cold at the bottom so you've I've drowned before <laughs> I've drowned before it's like it's fine <laughs> you keep your cool and um, you stroke hard to pull, propel yourself up all of you as you're making your way up you see this dancing light that I was describing before. That's it's the outside. That's for sure. That's the that's the surface. But the moment when you think that you're gonna break the surface, you kind of bump into an ice of sheet. Jesus, you are trapped. You want to kill us, right? Yes, I'm trying to kill you from this. I've told you, nightmare mode. Yeah. She wants us to use all those luck points right away. Yeah. I would use my 40 point to break through the ice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all of you are uh, caught under a sheet of ice. I have a solution, but I need to check something because yeah. I forgot to put it in there. Oh, sweet. Oh, yes. I know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take my Swihander out. <laughs> I'm going to hold it by the blade and start smashing the uh, cross guard and the pommel into the ice. All right. So you're effectively attacking the ice with a slashing weapon underwater. That's at disadvantage, but you can go ahead. I'm using the, the blunt side of it. Mm-hmm. It's still a, a melee attack underwater. It's disadvantage, but yeah, okay, you're using the, the, the blunt side. Uh, can a luck point be used to make it a normal roll? Uh, no, luck point is after you roll, you can change the number, but it's, it's, you cannot remove disadvantage, yeah. Okay, okay, gotcha. Let's call it a fortune instead of luck. Because we have a <laughs> lot of things called luck. I think that would yeah. be better. Fortune points, I like. Uh-huh. Fortune be damned. Well, that's 223, so I think we're good. 23? That's, not top- that's not stopping you, yeah. So you, you just unhook the sword from your back and you start pommeling. <laughs> uh, well, that's the right use of the word. Um, pommeling the, <laughs> the ice and you feel it crack under your assault. Soon enough, you're able to reach enough of the ice that you can actually take a, a couple of, uh, of air. You're no longer drowning, but you'll get, you need to get out of this freezing water as soon as possible. Please. Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are everybody else doing under the, the sheet of ice? So for Shiofra, his way of fighting, he fights with his hands, but... There isn't a lot to base his martial arts off of, so he went with simply what was closest to his village, which was a river. So the way he moves before he strikes is, it seems very natural in water, almost as if it was made for fighting within water. And so he's going to bring his elbows to his abdomen and then just double-fisted strike to the ice. Okay. Do you have a mechanical way of uh, negating this disadvantage because you are also in melee with the water? I do not. But one thing I think that could mitigate that is... No, I am making an attack roll, so I could spend a key point for Floria Blows. 
first, let's roll that first attack and see if that will be needed. Unarmed. So at disadvantage. Got it lined up. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> wow. Bruh, okay. Bruh. I'm not drowning you guys today. Okay, so okay. can we submit this to like some mathematician and be like, hey, so what are the odds? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's one in 400, one in 1600. It's a power four. So it will be more than that. 1600, I think. 3200? <laughs> 6300! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you don't need to spend that key point. You just concentrate and move with focus. And you strike with both fists at the ice. It's cracking. Same thing. You are able to take a breath of fresh but very cold air. I still have Lucian and Asafina caught under the ice. I will try to unbelt my, my heavy crossbow and just try to swing it and to the butt hand like to hit the ice. Similarly, that's a disadvantage. Is it an attack roll too? Is it a... It's an attack roll, yeah. But I don't have the plus two because it's not archery actually. It's not archery and then we'll remove your proficiency as well because uh, you're not proficient with the butt end okay, of the butt the- you're rolling a d20, basically, plus okay. your strength. Plus your strength. Use that butt proficiency. Oh, God. <laughs> can I use two points of luck? <laughs> you can use two points of luck. You want to use your two points to make it a okay. uh, low success? Yeah. <laughs> Just so I don't... <laughs> low <drop>. success. <laughs> Scraping by. <laughs> You are making progress, but it's... It's fine. I hold my breath. I'm fine. <laughs> you will need more than one hit to be able to break the ice. Asafina, what's your idea? Alright, I have a few, but I like this one better. So, I'm going to quickly ascertain what's going on. I mean, am I able to do a check real quick and then do something, or no? Like, I just kind of want to investigate... Depends what you want to do. Yeah. All right. I want to see a point of weakness in the ice or see if there's anything I'm missing here. Because, like, I've dealt with, like, magical shit before and it feels like there's a puzzle here. Okay. Would that be investigation really or more a perception? Feels like it. Uh, for me, her first instinct would be to investigate it. But uh, I understand that that t- usually is more of a time-based thing. I'll allow it. I'll just change the DC around a little bit. 25. You put your both of your hands on the ice uh, in front of your face, and you probe at it, and you look to both sides, and you you notice that actually to your right there is a shaft of uh, more luminous light entering the water. So do you think that there may be a crack or an opening to your right? All right, scramble over there. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull out a wooden stake and just let it float in the water for a second, and then I will cast Catapult to surge that thing the fuck through there. Point first. (laughs) There we go. And it's somatic. No verbal, somatic. So, boom, just like shotgun. (laughs) I don't think the ice can make a dexterity saving throw. No, 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 absolutely, that's, I I really like this, so. uh... Can I hold on to it and launch myself in the air? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm I was about going. to give you a point of inspiration. Now I don't feel like. Oh, <laughs> you ruined it. You please. don't wait five pounds. <laughs> I already clicked right. it. You can take the point okay. of inspiration. <laughs> That's you. good. That's okay. 
You use the, the, your magic to catapult the state through the ice, and yeah, the, the, it was already not quite uh, as strong as, uh, as the rest of the ice, so I it, it just chances. shoots out like a projectile, yeah. Plus, what better way to enter in, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I'll scramble up onto the ice. Uh, Lucian, yeah. you're still under? Yeah. <laughs> I need to try again. <laughs> you want to try again? Yes. Okay. Butt check. Um, <laughs> yeah, butt, butt check, check time. So it's strength seven stage. There we go. Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, oh dear. Uh, I I curse myself. I did. Lucian, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you you go for a second. You go for a second swing with the butt end of the. <laughs> Of your weapon. Okay, shut up. <laughs> I waste too much time to have any character. Don't say that. <laughs> you hit the butt, you shoot yourself. Oh, you, you've already, you're already too attached. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you, you try and go again for a second swing, but your arms and your finger are too numb and you feel your crossbow slipping away from your hands. You need to decide if you want to keep hold of your weapon. Or if you want to just push through because you've already weakened the ice. Jeez. I want to hold off. Well, you want to hold want onto to your weapon? Alright. For Shifra, Zanga, and Asifina, you all take a gulp of hair. Not hair, sorry, of air. Hair! Dumb. And Hair! And so much hair. As you look to your left and right, you notice that you're, you're kind of... It seems to be very large. You can't see the edge. It's not a lake, it's, or it's a big lake. It's completely frozen over. But you see uh, other people trying to get through the ice, and through the sides of you, to the left and right. So you're all fairly close to each other. It's just the four of us. Well, the three of us, and we just don't see the drowning person. Okay. <laughs> no, he, he's cracked. He's cracked it, uh, but not enough to to uh, pull his head completely through. I'll try and run over and smash the ice again. I pull out a crowbar and I'll align it for it's like quickly smash this ice right here. He's <laughs> not even listening. Just running up and. <laughs> okay, I will draw it as needed. <laughs> I will remove ice from face. Swing your mighty weapon uh, on top of evolution, fracturing the ice. It was already pretty much broken through, but you just kind of open the crack, and uh, suddenly, Lucian, you feel a block of ice kind of push on your head first, and then eventually, it just kind of slide under the sheet of ice, and then you're you're able to. <laughs> I'll try to pull you up with my zero strength. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just try and heft him out. We're gonna and push like... you in just. And <laughs> uh, you can help with your your getting out of the ice, but yeah, so you you're all kind of huddled next to Lucian's uh, hole when you hear from behind you a growl. Oh jeez! Oh, that this day couldn't get worse. All right, so as you turn around, there is a creature that you've never seen before. It's large. It's really, really large. It has this kind of yellowish. It's a yellowish fur, deep fur, and large snout, and it's definitely hostile. Oh, we are fucked, man. 
And that's the story so far as they say. Thank you for listening to this episode of Uncreated. Be back in two weeks to discover what happens next. While you wait for the next episode to drop, I highly recommend you have a look at this week's GM Log. The GM Log is a companion that comes out with each episode that explores the world of Uncreated and is rife with information, homebrew items, mechanics, and freebies. Ugh, we all love freebies. You can find it on our website at milestonerpg.com. As a new podcast, we could really use your help. I'm sure you've already heard the spiel. Rate and review us on your podcast platform. And most of all, tell all your friends about how awesome you think we are. We are so grateful for all of you. See you in two weeks. And in the meantime, don't touch the mist.